0: everyone pet lovers pet people pet parents welcome to best bets for pets i'm your show host michelle fern today i have a special guest with me cheryl k she is the host of our fantastic show unleashed by cheryl k and we're going to be talking about some of our favorite products so don't move stay where you are we'll be right back after this message everyone, Michelle Fern here, your host on Best Bets for Pets and Catitude. Ben and Jerry's has frozen treats for dogs! I know Nikki is going to love this. He loves a frozen treat. They have two different flavors: one is Punch's Mix, which is peanut butter and pretzel, and the other one is Rosie's Batch, which is pumpkin and mini cookies. You know, I kind of like both of those flavors too, but my absolute favorite is fish food. Anything Ben & Jerry's is always fabulous because the quality is so good and their mixes are so delicious. Be sure to check out more about these frozen dog desserts as well as pictures of all the caniners at the Ben & Jerry's Vermont office at BenJerry.com. That's B-E-N-J-E-R-R-Y.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. We are with Cheryl Kay today, and we're chatting about some of our favorite products. So, Cheryl, let's talk about brushes, because there's so many kinds of brushes, whether it's for your cat, your dog maybe your ferret, maybe rabbit, rabbit, you know, who knows, but anything with fur, you need a brush, right? So what are some of your favorites?
1: Well, for some animals and, you know, you know, different dogs have different levels of fur, you know? So I would say I like a shredder blade for, you know, very thick fur, maybe for German shepherds, maybe, you know, for maybe some of the, uh, collie breeds. And then, you know, there's just some really good brushes. I know they came out with something you put on gloves and they're rubber. And even for my cats, I use a brush. But you know, the whole thing was with brushing and shedding, depending on the type of the season also is you have to brush them, if not daily, certainly more than once a week. Especially, you know, spring and the fall, winter, you know, because they shed more.
0: Plus you have their winter coat, then you have their summer coat. So you have two seasons a year when they're naturally just really shedding
1: a lot. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's why they invented poodles. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yep. <Yeah. laughs> I like the shed blade, except you have to be careful with it. If you tend to, like I do, write hard or do anything like that, you're probably not gonna, I maybe not want to use a shed blade or just really be gentle because you can never tell how hard you're pressing. And even if your pet has a lot of fur, unless it's super, super, super thick fur, it could hurt them. So just be careful with it. I've used the shed gloves before, actually. We're not naming any product names on this show, but they were on best bets for pets. And I found them to be fabulous because from especially with the cats, because while you're holding the cat and you're just petting them, right. all the hair comes off. And it's great for cats because cats tend to get a little bit more nervous around any kind of brush. And so with the gloves on, you're basically just petting them. It's like your hands. They don't feel right, you know, the bristles or a blade or anything. But they're like they're rubber,
1: they're rubber also. So it would be much better for, you know, maybe a small mm-hmm. dog and certain. A cat, but I had some kind of shredder. It wasn't a blade though, but it did get underneath. You know, it's almost like a two step you shred and then you use a brush to collect it. And I think that some groomers, I don't know uh, specifically, but I've read that some groomers use certain shampoos that help in reducing
0: shedding. I've heard that too, that there are some great shampoos on the market that do reduce shedding. Personally, I haven't experienced any of the shampoos that totally eliminate shedding. And right now, since my major fur babe, who uh, was always shedding, he has passed. And so my dog now, you know, he's having these. He doesn't really shed. And then there's cats, which you don't bathe. Well, not mine anyways. So I haven't really used any of the non-shedding shampoo lately. But I've heard great things about them.
1: But also, when animals get older, their fur changes, so they could even shed more when they get older. And it really depends. Like you know, I guess it, it just every animal is different, just like every person is different. But I think you should you should brush your animals, if you can, certainly weekly, if not daily or every other day. Whether you're looking to has nothing to do with shedding. It's just a good part of grooming. You know, like you wouldn't walk around and not brush your hair.
0: The other thing besides just, you know, we're talking about shedding mostly with the brushes, but what it also does is it stimulates the oil glands right. in your pet's hair follicles. It also helps from skin. You, you, helps the skin. Yep. And also from any matting and knots, which, you know, if you have a long haired cat and you're not on top of it, the matting and the knots can be a problem because they're much harder to cut out. And sometimes it's just over over time because it's so close to the, it happens close to the skin many times. So, but I was a a pro at
1: it. I would, with Daniel Boone, I would definitely cut it out and then you could brush it, but it just gets to be too much, you know? So I brush, you know, I only have Cheyenne now, but I brush her daily, but her fur is changing because she's getting older. Okay. Let's
0: talk about another product since we're, we've kind of talked a little bit of cats. Let's talk about catnip. I really like this kind. I met them at a trade show a couple years ago, but it's just fun. It's okay. Meowawana. How fun is that?
1: It's a fun name.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's definitely fun. I couldn't even imagine how you would spell it. Well, Meowweed. Yeah, Meowie, Meowawana. And it actually, I know we weren't going to talk about brands, but... I make an exception for this one because, hey, I am. And um, it comes in glass jars and actually looks like buds of marijuana. But, of course, it's not. I think it's all organic. and well, that's it's what catnip and, is. Yeah, it's a party for your cat. So there you go. What is your thought on, on
1: catnip? Oh, I daily I would give it to them. It's very good for their digestion also.
0: I've heard a lot of good things about it. And it's also, besides just for them to play with it, it's also good to get them used to, you know, as a training tool, to get them used to using a scratching post. If you, you know, get a new cat tree to get them to try out the cat tree. So it's good for things like that for training. And it's good to
1: keep it in glass because if I tell you that I have catnip in a glass jar that must be 40 years old and it's still as potent now as it was then. It's just not the new stuff. Just like the real stuff is different. Okay,
0: well I don't know about I don't know <laughs> I don't know about vintage catnip, but um, it's
1: vintage. That's what vintage, it is. Vintage. Forty
0: years old is vintage for sure. If I
1: take off the cover and I let them smell it, or Cheyenne, she will follow me anywhere. Yeah, it's the smell that gets them, and then they eat it. You know, I crumple it. I don't give it in chunks, but I crumple it, and they they lick it right up, and then they'll find a toy get a little energetic and it's very good for their stomach. Well, it's good for like
0: playtime too. You know, it gets them a little, so I don't know, some cats seem to get calmer. Some cats, my cats get jazzed up with it.
1: Oh yeah. But then they get calm because they still need a 20 hour nap during the day. Come on.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Of course. Of course. So wh- tell me what is one of your new products that you've um seen? I like
1: la- the calming vest. I know you could use a towel, but It seems like, from what I've been reading, this one vest, it doesn't look that heavy. But from what I've read, they also recommend that you keep it on the pet. Not, you know, 24-7, but you don't just take it off when you think that the animal is finished with it. Meaning you get the animal used to wearing it, and they just feel comfort. It makes them feel secure. And that's what anxiety is the opposite of anxiety for a lot of pets. You know, some animals, you know, you walk by the house, they bark or, you know, you ring the doorbell, they bark and they don't stop. You know, that's anxious. That's Nikki. Right. You know, what the thing
0: about the calming vest and there's a few other kinds of products that are similar. And the premise is is that when the the pet is held secure, it brings up that natural feeling of it evokes calmness. So for whether it's thunderstorms or fireworks, or loud banging noises, or, you know, if you're having a remodeling done in your home or anything that provokes anxiety in your pet, that's when. Oh, definitely the for best. the
1: fireworks. I mean, I have a friend, she would have to take her dog into the basement and put music on music also helps, but you know, they feel it. It's loud for us, but for animals, it's a horror. And the last thing is for me is a lavender shampoo and lavender oil, which also helps in anxiety, even if, you know, they even have it in sprays. But you could just put oil a little on, you know, the dog or the cat's skin, and it happens to be very good for their skin. And they use uh, lavender oil or lavender shampoo or uh, bath wash for autistic children. Lavender is calming. It also helps you sleep better.
0: Well, on that thought too, there's been a lot with CBD oils, because it also has the effect of being relaxing and calming for your pet. Yeah. And, the you central know, central
1: nervous system. Right.
0: And I think with both, you want to be careful on the dosage, you know, and be careful of where you're getting the product to make sure that it's, I think organic is really the way to go for lavender oil, CBD try to go organic. Make sure you know that the company's reputable. If the company's transparent, which means they have a third party analyze the product and the third party gives a list of the ingredients so you know it is what it's supposed to be, that's even better. But they're both great tools to use to calm your pet. And a calm pet is a loving pet. A loving Well, not only is it a loving pet, but it's a pet that will be loved because one of the biggest problems with people adopting so much is that they'll adopt a pet and then they'll get the pet home. And let's say they adopted a dog, they get the little dog home, dog so cute. And then, you know, something happens, there's a noise or something, the dog gets anxious, which I mean, anybody coming into a new place, you know, gets a little bit anxious, Right. And right away, the person adopting. It, it, it's for, amazing that you back.
1: said that because just today, a dog that was in a shelter for 400 days, absolutely gorgeous dog. They fell in love with the dog. They took him home. Guess what? They brought him back the next day because he was too hard to handle. Are you kidding me? There's a couple things with
0: that. One, the shelter or place that adopted the dog didn't do a good job nope. of explaining what's going to happen. And also the prospective pet parents did not do a good job in researching and anticipating what would happen. So it's kind of on the fault of both, but we're due for our break. So we're going to be right back after this break. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back, right after we kibble a little with our sponsors. Hey everybody, Michelle Byrne here. You know when you have dogs and cats living in your house, there's always a time when you have to be a detective. You know, find out who left the present on the rug, who chewed up your new shoes, or who ripped open that bag of chips on the counter. Well, as a detective, I've discovered June's Journey. It's a fun new game where you search for hidden objects to solve a murder mystery. I've even found clues that were dogs, cats, birds, and other animals. With new chapters every week, June's Journey is a wonderful way to keep my memory and observation skills sharp. And hey, it's fun racking up those points. Join the 30 million fans worldwide and download June's Journey free to your phone or tablet on the Apple app or Google Play Store today.
1: Let's Talk Pets. Let's
0: Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet Welcome back, everyone. We're talking about just some products and things that we have found in the past few weeks that we really love for your pets. I want to finish up when you said about the pets and the dog that was adopted, the people brought him back the next day for anyone that is considering adopting or has a friend, a neighbor, family member, considering adopting, make sure you know as much as you can about the behavior of the animal. And I'm going to tell you a real quick story that happened with the family member. They adopted a dog and this dog was from Puerto Rico and It was during the hurricane, so it was a couple years ago, and came home with the dog and had no idea how neurotic the dog was. They had a crate, you know, to crate train the dog, which is really good because dogs, you know, if nobody's at home or in certain times, the dog can actually hurt themselves. I believe in crate training. So the dog broke through the crate. He chewed up wooden blinds. He was banging his head to break the glass. He's probably now, been well, here's the thing. captive. Well, here's the thing. Then my family member, they said, you know what? Let's see what we could do. Let's, you know, try to do, you know, this and that. So they tried a couple things. Um, they had someone stay with them during the day. On the third day, they borrowed another. They actually borrowed a crate for me. He chewed through the crate. He was bleeding. He again was bashing his head. And it wasn't that the crate was ruined or their blinds were chewed to bits or anything like that. But the fact that this dog is hurting himself and they were not prepared for any of this extreme, extreme neurotic behavior. Now, this is a case where the shelter should have prepared them. The shelter should have said, This dog is extremely neurotic. And what they had found out later was the dog had never lived inside. The dog was right. from the streets of Puerto Rico, never been inside. So in this case, I really, truly blame the shelter because when you have an extreme case like that you need to let the people know. They would have needed, you know, like Caesar Milan or someone with you know Brandon McMillan, somebody with such you know, so talented in all kinds yeah, of behavior, maybe Arden Moore right to really know the behavior. So in that case, this is something extreme, but for most of us. Just do your homework, find out if when you're considering adopting or if you know someone's considering adopting, what to expect and as much as you can about the behavior of the pet. Because a lot of times people do things, you know, a dog might growl if a child goes to take away his bone, but it's just a noise. That's how they're talking, saying, hey, don't take away my bone. Now, that's one thing, a little growl. It's another thing if the dog goes to a lunge and attack your child. You don't want that.
1: Well, I'll tell you, now that you brought that up, because it's been in the papers quite a number of times, it is wonderful to, I was raised with a dog. They had the dog before me, but parents should not leave a child, a baby alone with any animal. And instead of taking pictures, totally agree. Instead of taking pictures that you could put on Facebook and Tic Tac, spend time because a child was just killed for going near a dog's food. That's food aggression. I mean, how do you not know that about your dog? So I just think my way of thinking is whenever I got a pet is, first of all, it takes a long time when you do bring a pet home for them to become the dog that they are. Maybe they're afraid to bark. Maybe they pee in the house. It's because they're scared. And we don't know where some of these dogs were abused. So they have to learn to trust. But what I always found with me is when I bring an animal home, I'll stay with them for a little while. And then I'll go outside for 10 minutes and I'll come back and I'll spend some time with them. And I do this over the next few days because what I'm showing them is I'm not leaving them. They could trust me because we don't know a lot about the history of dogs. I don't care what shelter you go to. I've gotten animals and I heard one story. And then the next time I went back and they were asking me how the pet was doing, it was a total other story. So and that's okay, But you have to make a commitment when you get a pet, unless they, mm-hmm. you know, this dog that was wrecking the place or whatever this dog well, the, this did. This no, I'm not the, talking about your family. No,
0: but this dog with this dog that they adopted, they just were not prepared for this extreme anxiety. And it wasn't that the dog broke blinds or anything like that. The dog was banging its head against the window. The dog was bleeding. They had no idea how to train a dog like this. And they were upset that the shelter did not inform them. You know, this is such an extreme, extreme case, but it exists out there. So, you know, on this show, we communicate with a lot of different people, a lot of different people hear us. And this is just something to keep in mind most shelters are going to be very upfront i would say 99% they're very upfront they will tell you if the, you know this dog has extreme behavior issues if you have a young child or if you're not with the dog all day he's you know going to be extremely anxious blah 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 and they weren't even told that the dog had never been inside lived inside so I think it was neglectful on the shelter,
1: but But that's extreme. But there's some street dogs that just, it's the dog's personality. And, you know, and if you're not really a dog person and had a lot of different dogs, that unfortunately, I mean, this was so far away, so it didn't really matter. They really should have, there are some shelters that let you come and walk the dog. You come back, you could build up a bond with the dog. So they try to do a good thing. And, you know, it's sad because there's just so many animals that just don't get homes. And unfortunately, they're put down.
0: Well, I think this dog was hopefully adopted by someone who could spend a lot of time training. However, my family member found another dog to adopt and they did adopt and they both dogs that they were older dogs, I think about a year old, they weren't puppies. And the second one they adopted was their love. So and she's still with them. So everything turned out. That's a happy story. A happy story. But we're talking about products, but we kind of went long winded here. But I think justly so, but I also wanted to mention. I totally agree with you. Never leave a child alone with your pet. I don't care how well the pet's trained. You never know. Children, you know, they go to pull, especially toddlers. They're always pulling and touching things, and it's, you know, softer to them. It's not safe. You never know 100% what a dog's going to do. You're not in their brain. Just like. I don't like dogs ever off leash because you never know 100% what a dog can do. But that's another show. All right, let's talk about another thing. We're recording the show in April and, you know, April, May, where I live, June, <laughs> most of the summer, it's rainy and it's muddy and it's wet. I really love the wipes that you can get for your pet. They're indispensable. What
1: are your thoughts? Oh, I, I like that because especially with, you know, depends on where you would walk your dog. First of all, pavement could be hot, but even if you walk your dog at a park on the grass, it makes it smart now to wipe their, if you could wipe their pores when you bring them in. Because whatever they've stepped on, they're bringing in just like we're bringing in our shoes on the bottom. So uh, I like that idea.
0: Exactly. And one, you can't use sanitizer or sanitize wipes on your dog's feet because they contain alcohol and it's drying and that's going to be hurtful. It's not going to be good for your dogs. But what you can use are wipes, especially the wipes that are made for your dog. I would strongly recommend that you use wipes made for pets because what happens when you're, you know, you wipe your dog's feet, they come inside, what do they do? They lick them. So if you're using a wipe that's made for people, it could contain things that are not meant to be digested. Right, right. And that's why you need wipes for your dog. Now, some people say, well, I'll use baby wipes, you know, they're for babies, whatever. Yeah, I guess they're okay, but I would still
1: stick well, with the wipes. they probably wipe. have lanolin in them.
0: I mean, they're mostly, most baby type wipes are mostly water. But they do contain other things like preservatives. They just contain other things. So why not be safe and get a wipe that's made for your dog? Because you know they're going to lick their feet. Right. They always do.
1: Or they're going to jump on your bed or on your white couch and whatever.
0: Well, that, that's why you don't buy a white couch. I don't have a
1: white couch. I never would have a white couch.
0: Never. Actually, when I went shopping for furniture, it was with pets in mind. Because, hey, you either, if you're a pet parent, you have furniture that goes with your pets. You know, you can't have white leather furniture for the most part, and have, you know, active pets in your home, or maybe if you have just like a little furry, you know, poodle or something. But I don't know, in, in my world, it just doesn't work that way. I have too many I have too many cats and, and a dog and things just get a little messy. So I buy furniture that I know is pet fruit for as much as right. possible. No, pet friendly. Pet friendly. Yes. Pet friendly. Thank you. So let's talk about what are some other products, Cheryl, that you're looking at for coming up that are going to be handy, you know, for, uh, I don't know, when this, all this quarantine business ends.
1: I want to talk about leashes. I don't like those leashes. First of all, I don't know how to use them, but I don't like those leashes that you could go out 40 feet and your animal is in the next county. I can't figure that out. (laughs) You mean the flexi
0: type leashes? Yeah. See, I do like them.
1: But that's not walking with your dog. That's your dog walking you.
0: Well, what I like about them is it lets my dog have a chance to explore a little bit. Yes, that I agree with And then, then, you know, I don't let, I don't let, you know, my dog go 40 feet and then it's, you know, but it does, if I'm in an open grassy area, lets my dog run around a little bit. In full
1: transparency, I don't know how to use them. So when I have used them, it has been 40 feet
0: because I don't know how to fix it. I'll teach you. It's not hard. I'm sure.
1: (laughs) I just never, I, you know, old school.
0: You know what? Most trainers will agree with you though. They prefer leashes. I think um, the standard is six feet long. And I also found out there's a certain way they should be held. They should not be ever wrapped around your wrist. They should be held with your, you know, your palm of your hand and your thumb. Right. Because if, your dog yanks really hard, depending on how big your dog is, you can break your wrist. Right. And I see so many people have them wrapped around their wrist. Oh, oh, you mean with the, uh,
1: with, with the, the leather? leash? Yeah. Right. They have
0: it wrapped around their wrist to hold it closer. And that's not the way you're supposed to have it. There's this, you know, held and with your thumb so that if for some reason, if your dog does take off and it's more than you can handle, you're able to let go. Well, it's either that or a broken wrist. Well, so,
1: I, I, I guess if your dog is trained to heal... What you're talking about, the ones that move, I don't, what do they call them? Zip or something? Zip. Oh, flexi leashes? Flexi, flexi, flexi leash. type leashes? I guess that wouldn't be bad, like you say, if your dog wants to, you know, investigate, whatever. You know, I yeah, gives address. them a little
0: space and they're still on the leash. So they're still, you know, you're able to have control over them but it gives them a little room to, you know, explore it's and called, smell stuff.
1: It's called checking their IP address.
0: <laughs> yeah, checking their IP address.
1: Okay, that's good. I'll defer that. But, you know, any dog that I've ever had or I will have will heal. And those Flexi leashes, they're not really for big dogs, are they?
0: I've used them, not, well, my dog, I've used them for a 60 pound, a 40 pound. So, okay. I mean, a hundred something, I don't know, but... I've used them for big dogs. I think for some a dog that's a little 90, 100 and so forth, you want the six feet. You want them to be close by. But you can, I think they do sell flexi leashes for that size. But I would say probably a six foot because you want a dog of that size to really be in your control and letting them lead out, you know, 10, 12 feet. They're not really in your control.
1: Right, right. So Especially if there are other animals around and they're going to sniff each other.
0: Yep, have a party. Well, Cheryl, we're kind of at the end of our show for this episode of our favorite products. So tell us again about... uh,
1: Spring edition.
0: Spring edition of our favorite products. Thanks so much for coming on Best Bets for Pets and sharing your favorite products for spring on our show thanks for having me this has been a really fun show i hope you guys had a great time listening to the spring edition of mine and cheryl k's favorite products i want to thank my testers which is nikki charlotte molly dennis jethro and sammy for testing the products and making me be a better pet mom all the time Thanks to my buddy Cheryl Kay for coming on Best Bets for Pets. Thanks to everyone listening. Without you, there wouldn't be a Best Bets for Pets. We're going on 11 years. Wow. And especially thanks so much to my producer Mark Winter for making me and my guests sound amazing. Let's talk pets every week on demand only on PetLifeRadio.com.